Good morning. It is January 14, 2024. This is episode 46 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, a podcast for dreamers by a dreamer here, stand-up comedian, actor, and improviser, Paul Green. Just bringing you along on this crazy journey that I've embarked on and sharing uh, any insights, wisdom, lack of wisdom that I am garnering on the process. So, um, had some interesting comments on my podcast yesterday where I had shared this video that I saw on TikTok where a guy pretty much said that if you really wanted something, you would have it. Um, because if you wanted it bad enough, how would you not have it? So, um, the analogy he used was if your hair was on fire, you would find a way to put your hair, hair out. And he's equating that analogy to having whatever it is that you wanted life. If you wanted it as bad as your hair being on fire and you trying to find a solution, then you would find it. And, you know, I saw where he was coming from. I also had um, some issues with that uh, analogy and uh, had some comments um, as well that also uh, took some took some issue with that but you know I always try to instead of trying to find out why somebody is wrong or why I don't agree and nah that's a dumb whatever I, I try to look at the other side of it and say well is there truth in that and if there is truth in it, what can I, what can I take from that? And I do think that there is some truth to really wanting something and maybe even wanting it for the right reasons. Oh, do I want to go down that road? Um, but I definitely don't think that want equals have, which was sort of his point, that any, that anything you want bad enough, you will have. And, and that, I don't know, because that, that would suggest that anybody who has ever not gotten what they want didn't get it due to a lack of wanting it. And, and maybe that's true in some cases, but I think there's a lot of cases where people wanted something plenty bad and didn't get it, and them not getting it had nothing to do with the degree of their want of that thing. I mean, I just think of, I mean, like, look at professional sports. I mean, every professional athlete, I mean, we're in the playoff right, playoffs right now, want, playoffs, uh, wants to win the Super Bowl. Only one team with 53 players are going to win the Super Bowl and the other thousand plus NFL players and the other 31 teams and coaches and staff are not going to win the Super Bowl. But I'm pretty darn sure that every single one of them wants to. So to suggest that the only team that does win the Super Bowl is the team that wanted it bad enough, and all the teams that don't are the teams that don't want it bad enough. I don't know. I I, I think I think I think that's a bit much. But you know, anytime you're going to make any sort of absolute 
this is how things always are. I think you're on shaky ground. Um, I just think life is a little bit more complicated and nuanced and interesting than being able to reduce the entire uh, will will and desire or, or <laughs> how am I going to word this? To be able to reduce everything that anybody has ever gotten or not gotten down to one variable, which is the degree of their wantingness. Now, that being said, is wanting something a definite component? Oh, I I definitely think that. Um, and can and would it be beneficial to do an analysis of the degree of want? I definitely think that there there is some um, validity to that experiment, and so you know, yeah, it's just like what I said. I'm just trying to uh, take um what I can from that, and it it has been a positive experiment for me to really start diving into that and it has it's actually been inspirational for me to go like okay how could I really truly want this more and want it in a manner that will provide the greatest probability of success or the greatest probability of of obtaining um, and I definitely think that there is some value and validity to that. Uh, so, fun times. So, let's see. So, yesterday, Saturday, um, had a pretty relaxed day. And, you know, I'm pretty much just, um recuperating from the cold that knocked me out last week, but I feel so much better. Um, I went out and watched a movie. I watched the Jason Statham Bumblebee movie, which is like every single Jason Statham movie ever. Oh, this guy. He is the best of the best. Oh. You know, you know that guy. You know, he's able to knock out, you know, fully armed, fully trained, you know, elite fighting teams with automatic weapons. And, you know, all he has is his fists and his ingenuity, and yet somehow uh, these teams, uh, let's see, he beats up the FBI, he beats up a uh, a hit squad of mobsters, uh, penetrates the Secret Service. You know. You know that unit specifically designed to uh, guard the President of the United States? Yeah, no problem. No problem for Jason Statham. But, you know, you, you know what you're getting. And, you know, there's the super evil bad guy, and he's the super uh, undefeated, undefeatable good guy. And just two hours of violence. And then I did my uh, Jester's show last night. Oh, I'm actually still wearing... 
I'm actually filming this after my gesture show. I say this morning, but I usually film these the night before. And then I just say this morning because that's when you're listening to it because I don't release it until the morning. So um, at a real fun gesture uh, show, I'll tell you, man, I am just so fortunate to have the performing opportunities that I have. Something I think I definitely took for granted earlier in my life. I took a lot of things for granted. Um, And, you know, I'm just finding myself more and more grateful and joyful for every performance opportunity I have. And being here in Arizona, as opposed to L.A., where it's, you know, kind of the uh, small fish, large pond uh, scenario in L.A., and being back in Phoenix to where I'm a slightly less small fish in a slightly less large pond (laughs) Um, has been really, really great. I picked up another gig uh, out at uh, Glendale at Stir Crazy next Thursday. Um, I got a call from my casino booker and picked up two more gigs out in Temecula in February. Um, Had a good friend of mine who is a pretty successful in uh, social media. Um, Elizabeth Weikert is her name. If you look her up, she has a pretty robust social media following and she just will uh, dress up in like unitards, in like bright gold sequence unitards and then will just go like dance in the middle of an intersection. And it's just... um. Really, really fun, lighthearted, joyful social media. And I met her at a comedy festival in Las Vegas a couple months ago and really um, hit it off with her professionally. She's married everybody. It was not uh, a romantic thing at all. But, you know, sometimes you just resonate with people. Um, For me, you know, um, resonating with another comedian, another artist, and what she's up to. And when we started talking, she said, the reason I started putting my videos online is because I just wanted people to stop killing themselves. And that that was pretty deep and pretty heavy, you know. Um, but... That's something that resonates with me. Um, I've had some very serious bouts with depression um, and have had, you know, suicidal ideation in my life. Wow, this got really dark, really deep, but this is what I'm feeling I need to talk about today. So um, that's the thing I'm doing on this podcast is I'm just being transparent and open as my precious little ego will allow, but... Um, yeah, you know, I've been in those dark places and 
I've been there in my life is actually pretty darned amazing. And so I shudder to think um, the places the mind can go for maybe people who have not been so fortunate as I have been. And I remember moving to L.A., you know, it was all excitement. Oh, look at this. I'm living my dreams. And, you know, maybe about a year in when the reality of just how remarkably competitive and saturated L.A. is with just the most talented human beings on the planet. And me just staring at that going, what the hell do I think I'm doing here? And it really um, knocked me into a very depressive state. And I remember just like one afternoon, I was just laying in bed and I just felt like I could not get up. And in that moment, just one thought came into my mind, which was sign up for a stand-up comedy class. And that was literally all I could do. Like I couldn't, I couldn't think about doing stand-up comedy. I couldn't think about actually doing the class. All I could bring myself to do was to get off the bed, go to my computer right next to my bed. So it was like I, I had to muster the energy to go from like here to here. Like I had to, I had to cover two feet of space and it was everything in me to get to that computer go to the website of the comedy club and sign up for stand up comedy 101 or whatever it was um because this comedy club didn't know me from Adam and didn't care about me and so I just signed up for whatever stand up comedy class and I was still at that point still relatively new um, to stand up, you know, I'd only been in, I'd only really been doing stand up for about a year or uh, maybe two years, and even then, saying I was doing stand up, I, I was not fully immersed in stand up. I was doing it here or there, and you know, I did that stand up class, and it sort of pulled me out of that funk. Um, there would be many more funks to come, but. Um, <laughs> I can say now that I don't really get that level of depressed anymore. Sure, I have bad days. Sure, I have my existential crisis. Sure, I, um, you know, struggle sometimes or I don't feel up for it. But I've never been pulled to that level of depression before, Um the one exception being when I got out of my relationship last year, it was really, really hard on me. Um, And that was the first time ever in my life I actually called the suicide hotline one day, which I have a whole stand-up routine about, by the way. I turned it into comedy. I alchemized the darkness. But overall, my default level of just overall happiness has increased. You know, it's like the, the floor has risen to where on my low days are are still higher than maybe like my medium days used to be 
and you know when I would really hit the floor and it would be really bad and I like couldn't get out of bed like that experience I explained I don't I don't really get those anymore and if I could say just a few principles and and these are going to sound cliche I I wish they sounded better but I'm just trying to come from the heart here and just express because I know mental health uh, fortunately gets talked a lot more uh, you know a, a lot about these days which I think is great and I am not suggesting that I have any sort of panacea um you know I've never had to medicate I've never um had to go that route and so I know there are a lot of individuals and so I do not want to minimize their experience but I can say that something about coming out of that experience last year really put me in a state of learning to be grateful for everything that is and being a lot more grateful for it than I I I think I had ever been in any other period of my life and when I say grateful for it I just mean everything everything that I do have which is tremendous and for me it it, it just is so easy it was so easy for me to just lose sight of all of the incredible things that I did have in life and the incredible opportunities and the incredible relationships um, and people who genuinely love me, you know, and um, the more that I have really allowed myself to just be grateful and to express that gratitude through joy and through just being happy um, for everything that I do have and focusing a lot less on all of the things that I don't have. And um, and I say that and it feels like a complete contradiction to what this entire podcast, you know, I, this whole podcast is like, if you have a dream, go for it. But even doing that sets up a scenario where you don't have something. <laughs> you know? So, I know I'm sort of talking in contradictions here, but, you know. In the pursuit of greater expansion and greater opportunities and greater dreams, I, I pursue those while presently in a state of gratitude and joyful gratitude for everything that is. You know, I, I am so grateful that I got to perform last night at Jester's Improv Comedy Club and just had an amazing show. Like, I love that. And there's never a point of time during that show when I'm going like, oh, well, this is great, but, you know, I really wish that I was uh, selling out Madison Square Garden. Uh how could I be happy with this if it's not this other, this other bigger, greater thing? And no, I don't think or feel that at all. You know, like last week I got to do comedy in New Mexico and Montrose, Colorado. Was it? Me, you know, Marty Headlight, uh, you know, my name in lights, selling out 
you know, large venues. No, it wasn't anywhere close to that. Yet, I am trying to put, learn and train myself to be as grateful to picture myself, okay, when these big opportunities start to come my way, I picture myself being as grateful for these big dreams as I am for what is reality right now. Like, it's actually no different. But that doesn't mean I still don't have these big grand dreams that that I'm pursuing and I'm pursuing them while being joyfully grateful for today's reality instead of coming approaching it from a place of lack and I think that is probably where I missed the mark a lot in in my LA experience my whole LA experience I feel I put myself in a state of wanting and lack and ingratitude and it was oh oh, I gotta go do another open mic uh you know I gotta go grind because nobody knows me and nobody cares and oh I gotta go do another student film and you know go act for free because nobody's gonna pay me because I'm not famous because I'm not Brad Pitt you know just what a what a mopey bad attitude I had and um But, you know, that's where I was. That's where I was at in my journey. And now, through some very painful experiences and having had the threat of having everything that I've ever wanted taken away, um, I now just, first of all, am so much more clear in, uh, first of all, how fortunate I am and how many incredible things there are to be grateful for. And secondly, that wanting a big dream while also being perfectly happy and joyful and fulfilled in this moment are actually not mutually exclusive uh, phenomenon. It doesn't have to be either or. I can be fully grateful for the opportunity to perform stand-up comedy for 40 people in a small town in Colorado while also being incredibly grateful for selling out uh, multi-thousand seat venue where I'm the star and the headliner and approaching both of those with the same amount of gratitude and fulfillment and I mean because why would I want anything else like why would it why would I want to have an existence where I'm not grateful for it and fulfilled right now And I think it's easy, I know it's easy for me to think that the happiness and the joy and the fulfillment is over the horizon. It's always over the horizon. It's always the next thing. It's always the next thing. And uh, I've just pulled the horizon back (laughs) into the present moment always because all I have is right now. So anyway, for anybody out there struggling with, Uh, mental health man I know that is a beast it can be brutal it can be so dark and I just as much as I can just want to send you my love and my encouragement um, and support that there is a lot to be grateful for and a lot to be happy for and I hope that you are able to find that 
in your life as I have been able to in mine, and that whatever solutions and resources are available to you, that you are able to find the courage and the energy to get up and utilize them and and just just get to another day, you know? So I'm grateful that I got through those days, that I've never done anything drastic, and still here to uh, continue on this life journey. So to all of you out there, I hope you are doing well, that your dreams are coming true, that you are pursuing them, that you are finding joy and fulfillment in your journey. And if you are struggling, you have my love and my support and my encouragement, whatever minute help that may or may not be. If it's any help at all, I offer it freely. All right. Okay. We got a little, we got a little real there. We got a little uh, deep, touched on some darkness there, but that's what came through today and yeah, I don't I don't have a plan for these at all. I just turn on my camera and hit record and just start talking and see what comes out. So if it is uh has been a benefit to you, then I am glad and grateful for that. And if not, then I uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that I took 25 minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> it is mine. All right, my lovely dreamers, beautiful people, I love you all very much. I hope you are having a fantastic weekend. Uh, This is January 14th, 2024 episode, what did I say? Oh, this is episode 46 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I love you and I will talk to you all tomorrow.